0: This will be quick and easy. But I want to say, we need to go deeper. I love praise and worship. But you can hate God and still clap your hands. You can be mad at God and still jump and shout. You can still not even believe in God and sing the songs that we sing and worship. But there's a point in time that we've got to dig deeper. Where you can't fake it. I'll preach you happy and glad next time. I'm going to preach you saved today. Leviticus 1, 1, 2, and 3. And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel and saying to them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord... Ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd, and of the flock. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. Without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. If any man come unto God with a sacrifice, let it be a male... Let it be without blemish, let it be voluntary. I can't force you to worship, I can't force you to get closer to God. Pastor tells you to stand and clap, everybody will stand and clap, but I can't force you to get closer to God. You come stand at the altar all you want, I can't, I can't force you to get closer to God. These were the requirements to bring a sacrifice unto God. Without blemish, perfect. A blemish is a small mark or flaw that spoils the appearance of something. Your sacrifice had to be perfect, spotless, blameless. I want to talk to us about the perfect sacrifice. I don't know if you're perfect. If you're perfect, I'm preaching to you. If you're not perfect, I'm preaching to you. Lay your Bibles down, lift up your hands one more time. God, I love you. I praise you and lift you up. I ask the Lord Lord, to... Help me be a a vessel meet for the master's use. God, I pray that you'll help me speak the words to your church and your children, that they receive it, take it to heart, God, and all of our faith is increased. Our hope and trust in you, God, is, is increased, knowing that you have a plan and purpose, God, for us, that you are in control of everything in our lives, God. God, and every time we come to you, God, we come with the perfect sacrifice. Help us, O God, today receive your word. Don't pass us by, but dwell in this sanctuary. Go, God, I pray for just a little bit longer, God. In the name of Jesus, you can be seated. Thank you for standing and worshiping. When God made the requirements of a sacrifice to be given unto him, it is foreshadowing what we know to be the death of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. But as he said and told Moses to tell the congregation of Israel in the tabernacle that there was to be an offering given unto God, that it must be a male, that it must be without blemish, that there could not be a mark on it, that there could not be any spots, any any gray hairs on the lambs, the, the, the calf could not have anything wrong with its feet or You had to watch out and make sure that it didn't get into any brushes or any thistles that it would cause there to be a scar or a cut. A lamb was to be spotless. It was to be pure white as the driven snow. It couldn't be gray. It couldn't be off-white. There could be nothing wrong with this situation. There could be nothing wrong with this animal. This is very hard, but you know what? God supplied every year, every family a sacrifice. It didn't matter if a cow was to give birth to one, two, three uh, calves. There was one that would have been perfect. If you attended to lambs or sheep, there would have been a lamb that somewhere in the midst of all of that, that would have been perfect. There would have been no spots or blemish on this lamb. But these animals, these special animals that God gave to the families were not just to be part of the group. They were not just to be a part of the flock, but you can read back into Jewish history that a lot of times the family would take in this animal, we will use a sheep, and they would bring in this little lamb, and for a year, this lamb would be their pet. For a year, they would go and maybe sleep on the couch or in the bed. They would have their own little place uh, in the room, in the house, that they could be protected. That way, they could stay out of harm's way. Their diet was different than everyone else's. They were protected. They were not out. No, no wolves, no coyotes were getting to them. No no eagles or big birds were going to fly over and snatch them out. They were not going to get caught up in any fighting, any roughhousing with the other lambs or the other calves. There was no way they were going to eat any any weeds or any grass that could possibly make them sick that would cancel out them being that perfect sacrifice that God had given. They were a special creature, but in that year they became part of the family. That was to be special. That was to matter and to mean something. They wasn't just part of the flock that just set out a, and was counted as one of a hundred or two hundred or cattle They were not there to be part of dinner the next night or the next week. They were not to be sold off just as objects or as sources of food or clothing. They were to be special. They were to mean something. It was supposed to be a part of the family. I don't know about you, but we have dogs in our family. We're dog people. I'm an animal person in general. I love animals. I could drive down the street, and it's not my dog, but don't mess with my dog. I, I love my dogs. Don't, don't come into my house and kick my dogs because I'm going to kick you. Uh, they're part of the family. They, we take care of them. We groom them. We give them baths. We make sure that they have the best food. and We have beds all over the, uh, and blankets all over our house for them to lay on so they don't just lay in the floor on that cold, dark, hard floor. We, we comfort them, and we coddle them, and we spoil them. They're a part of the family. Now I don't know if I could stand here and tell you confidently that I'd be willing to take one of my dogs to an altar and and take care of it in that manner. But that was the purpose of the sacrifice because if it's just out in the field and it's just uh, an animal and it has no connections to you. you. You can sacrifice it. You can throw it down on a table for dinner. You can take the skin and make clothes out of it. You can sell it to your neighbor. You can give it away at market and it means nothing to you. But when it is in your home and, and you have to take care of it and it becomes a part of you. See there are some things in our lives that have become a part of us. There are some things that we have taken into our lives, whether they be good or bad, and, and we've allowed it to be a part of who we are. There's some things that we need to get out of our lives that we just hold on to. There's some things that have become a part of us and, and who we are and how we act and where we go and who we're friends with and who we're not friends with. But there's some things that there's some there's some things we need to let in, and so there's some things that we need to let go of. We all have a sacrifice in us. Leviticus 4, 32 and 33 tells us that if he brings a lamb for a sin offering, he shall bring it a female without blemish. The first called for a male. This calls for a female. So I'm not just talking to the guys. I'm talking to the gals. Young, old, bald-headed, gray-headed, Short hair, long hair, doesn't matter. If you're a guy or girl, I'm speaking to you right now. Bring a lamb, of female without blemish, spotless, perfect. He shall lay his hand upon its head for a sin offering and slay it for a sin offering in the place where they kill it in the burnt offering. This is very important. If you would just picture in your mind at the day of the sacrifice, the family would go to the altar, and the, the father, being the head of the household, so would take up this lamb, and right as they would get to this, they get to the altar, the Bible tells us that he would lay his hand on the head of that lamb. And what that would represent is a trans transference of all of the sin of that family for the year was bow being transferred on to that lamb. But this was, if you come on, animal lovers, this is the last time you're able to pet this lamb. This is the last time you're gonna see this lamb. This is the last time you're gonna hear it make its noise. And you're not, you're not going home with this animal anymore. You're not gonna set something out for dinner for this animal anymore. When you go home, there's not gonna be that animal laying in its bed and when you go to bed and you go to lay your blankets out that that lamb is going to be no longer at the foot of your bed ready to go to bed. You have spent one year with this animal. It has become a part of the family. It is another child to go with your son and daughter but now all of a sudden you are standing at the place that God wants you to be at and you're standing at the place of an altar and he doesn't want you to treat this animal the same way you treat your children but it is time for you to let go of this animal. It is time for you to let go of this sacrifice and give it back to God. You have set all of your sins upon this animal, and this animal is now going to be sacrificed for the glory of God. I know it's rough, and I know we're not swinging from the chandeliers, but I I need you to get it into your spirit right now that there are some things that you hold dear to your heart and to your mind that God is speaking to you specifically on this Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon that it is time that you find yourself an altar and get rid of some things that you are holding on dearly for There are some things that God is trying to get you to sacrifice, but you're so caught up into it and you're so wanting it to live longer that you walk away from the altar carrying that same sacrifice with you. Several weeks ago this is this message has been on my in my spirit and my heart since we started coming back in November and and about a month or so ago, we had a service and I stood around the altar and God was started dealing with me that there were some things that people want, that God wants some people to let go of some things, but you're holding on for dear life. He's trying to get you to lay it out, but you're holding on for dear life. He, he he wants you to get rid of some things, but you're holding on, hoping that God will tell you what you want to hear, and, and you're not trying to listen to the voice of God, but you're trying to listen for what you want Him to say, and it's causing you to miss your blessing, and, and it's causing you to miss what God has truly in store for you, because you have no room for Him. You don't have room for another blessing. You don't have room for another sacrifice, because you keep holding on to things. Things that you won't let go of. I hope y'all love me. Ezekiel even tells us in 46 and 13 that thou shalt daily prepare a burnt offering unto the Lord of a lamb of the first year without blemish. Perfect. Thou shalt prepare it every morning. Perfect. Perfect. Without spot or blemish. Now You can say brother I'm not perfect. That's okay. You're royalty. You're part of the priesthood. In Bible times when that man would lay his hand on that lamb. He would hand that lamb over to the priest. And it was that priest. As the family stood around that would sacrifice. And I won't go into detail. This isn't the proper place for it. But it was that priest that would go through the process and do the sacrificing for the families. And I'm sitting here to tell you right now, I don't care who you are, or who you think you are, or who you think you're not. God in 1 Peter 2 and 9 tells you that you are a chosen generation of royal priesthood. You don't have to have a minister's license. You don't have to be ordained. You don't have to wear a suit. You could be the least of these and God has still called you to be a priesthood. What does that tell you? That tells me, and it should tell you, that you don't have to wait for somebody else. That you can get on your knees no matter if you're in your house. You can be driving down the street. It doesn't matter where you are or you have the ability because God has placed you in the priesthood that you can sacrifice yourself unto God. Stop waiting for Sunday when God deals on you on Saturday. Don't wait till revival when God is dealing with you on Thursday. Find you a place to sacrifice because God allows it. But I found something very interesting as, this, as I was getting this together and I, and I love this part of it because even though the law of Leviticus tells us to sacrifice, the male, the female, the calf, the lamb, whatever it is of the flock, whatever you intend to sacrifice must be Perfect. It doesn't say anything about the person who was given the sacrifice. So don't sit here and tell me, well, I'm not good enough. God, I've done too much. I've gone too far. I'm not close as as you are. I'm not as close to God as you are. I don't have enough faith as you have. I come to church, but I still have questions about God and my relationship with God. It doesn't make mention about that. Only thing it says that when you have a sacrifice, the sacrifice must be perfect. So if you are not perfect, not only are you part of the priesthood, You can still bring a sacrifice unto God. And the First Kings a very familiar story to many of us. First Kings eighteen tells us about a prophet Elijah and the prophets of Baal. This was a story where they were trying to proclaim whose God was who, whose was real and whose was not. The prophets of Baal worshipped false idols. They They worshiped stone and rock and the sun and the moon. They worshiped false gods. They was just idol worshipers. And you had Elijah that was a man of God that that stood and listened to the voice of God and was a prophet unto the people. But the people that he was prophesying to, the children of Israel, were following after Baal. They were were following after the false idols and these prophets. And and, and Elijah stood and and he said, I'm going to make it a point that I need to prove that God is really God. So we go into verse 32. This is after the prophets of Baal had spent all day worshiping their gods. The prophets of Baal went first. They packed up and stacked up their altars and they laid their sacrifice down. They were worshiping, jumping and shouting and hooing and hollering all day long. They got to the point so desperate that the Bible tells you that they had started cutting themselves just to try to call upon their false idols and their false gods. Elijah being a little bit of a troublemaker, even tried to rile them up a little bit. But I don't really care what the prophets of of Baal did. I don't care how long or how hard they prayed to their false god, they prayed to false gods. So we get to the, the prophet Elijah, and Elijah is making up his altar, and he's making up his center so he can start to do the sacrifice. But listen, in verse 32 it starts, and it says, and with these stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar, and it was as great that could contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, and he cut the bullocks in place, and he laid them on the altar. That's in the order of God. You build an altar in the name of the Lord, that's in the order of God. Made the trenches, measured to seed. I don't know what that has to do with the will of God or the purpose of God, but he didn't make a mistake, that's right. Then he put the wood in order, so the God. He cut the bullock in pieces. The sacrifice, that's of God. Laid it on the wood, that's what you got to do. And he said, fill four barrels of water, safe. And pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time, and he did it a second time. And he said, do it a third time, and they did it a third time. And the water ran down around about the altar, and he filled the trenches with the water. I started praying and I started finding why What a man of God that knows the word of God. Why? When you read what God tells people, specific, there's specific, there's order. When God gave the directions to build the tabernacle in the wilderness, he gave specific orders for each of the, of the, the furniture. This long, this high, this wide. God never one time when he gives directions says, do what you want. It's either God's way or it's wrong. You've got the chosen man of God. He hears the voice of God. He knows you put stone down and he knows you lay it up. He knows you put the wood on there and you lay the sacrifice down on top. He knows all of these things. So why would he willingly put water on it? Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but fire and water don't mix. That's deep. Fire and water don't mix. You can't go out in the middle of a rainstorm or go out in the middle of a flood and start a bonfire. You've got to dry out the wood. I don't care what. We we went out camping one night with a Boy Scout. It took him two and a half hours to get a little fire started. But he had to find dry wood. So, why? God, why is he doing this? God, why? Why? Why would he ruin this? God, he willingly went against what your directions are. God, why? You guys started dealing with me. Because when you keep running down, verse 36 through 39. It says, and it came to pass. Now, he's, he's messed this up. The wood is soaking wet. The, the meat is soaking wet. There's, there's no way there's going to be a fire. There's, there's no way that the sacrifice is going to work. Why is he going to lay something on the altar that's not going to work? That Why is he going to do that when the goal is for God to receive it and accept it? Why would he mess it up? But it says in 36, and it came to pass at the time of the offering, of the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, Came near and said unto the Lord God of and came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things in thy at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood. And the stones and the dust and licked up the waters in the trenches. And God spoke to me and said, One of the day. He, I, I can remember that I was in my liver room. And he started saying, because every sacrifice you lay on the altar, it doesn't matter how messed up it is, no matter how wrong it is, if you come in the name of the Lord, I will receive that offering. If you come with your messed up, poured out life, I don't care how messed up your life is, if you bring it to an altar, God will consider it to be a perfect sacrifice. It doesn't matter how wrong you are. Come to an altar today. And lay all your problems down at the altar. And God will receive it with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Because to God, every sacrifice you give unto him is a perfect sacrifice. I don't care what you said walking under this church building. I don't care the attitude you've had in the last two days. I don't care the trouble you've caused in your family. I don't care what's been done in your life and the sins that you've been living in. I don't care if it's worries, doubts, fears. I don't care if you're doubting even the presence of God Almighty. I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus that every time you come to an altar and you lay all of your worries and all your cares out at an altar, and you leave it there. Don't pick it back up and walk away, but you leave it there and let God answer it. He goes, every time you get to an altar, every time you get in the presence of God, and you go to him with prayer, he'll receive it, and he'll answer your prayers. I'm not talking about the drug addicts and the alcoholics. I'm not talking just about the atheists or the idol worshipers. I'm talking about you that have a little bit of fears and a little bit of doubt and a little bit of worries about woe is me. What am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? What we need to do today, and we've already been doing it in this service, is we need to find a place at an altar and we need to lay it down and say, God, I know it's all wet. God, I know I don't have the greatest. I don't have what they have, and I don't have what he has. Thank God I'm bringing everything to you right now. God will receive every sacrifice. You'll receive your praise and worship whether you're mad at him or not. You'll receive your praise and worship even if you don't truly believe in him there's some things you've got to lay out an altar and you've got to leave them there. See, Elijah, when he threw that that animal down, that bullock down, and he threw the water on it, he didn't say, oh, I messed it up. I need to take it off. Nobody walked up and said, Elijah, dude, what are you doing? Don't you know this isn't the way? Elijah knew whatever he laid down at that. Whatever he laid down on that altar, it was there to stay. It wasn't meant for him to pick it back up. It wasn't him to be up there for show and to walk away with the same bullock that he walked in there with. It was meant to stay there. And when God answered it, he answered it by fire. But watch what it did. He consumed the sacrifices, what we want to do but he consumed the wood, the stones, and the dust and licked up the water. Guess what? There was nothing to be picked up. Young people, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. I've met this hot guy. God, is he the one? God, she's smoking. Is she the one? I'm going to lay her, I'm going to lay it out. Oh, uh, if he says no, see, we go to the altar. We go to the altar because we want. We want to know what God's going to say. But we hope He says what we want Him to say. When He took that sacrifice, there was nothing left for Elijah to pick up. There wasn't the bones that he could pick up. There wasn't the rocks. Now I don't know how how hot fire's got to be to to burn some rocks up, but it's got to be pretty hot. He even looked, look, it even took up the dust. There was, no, there was no ashes. You know when you burn a piece of paper and it turns to ash, you know what that is? That's still paper. It's just the ash of the paper. There wasn't anything. The problem with the church today, and I'm going to say it very generalized, is we go to God with something, but we're afraid of what he's going to say because it's not what we want. So we get to the altar, we show God the sacrifice, and we walk away with it because we don't want him to answer us because we're afraid of what he's going to say. If you're going to live a true, and this is the deep part that I'm trying to get to you today, because we need to lay some things at the altar, because there's some things that God needs to answer by fire, there's some things God needs to get out of your life, there's some things God needs to get out of your spirit. I'm talking to the elders. I'm talking to the saints. I'm talking to the visitors. Get sin out of your life. Lay it on the altar. get hatred out of your life. Get it on the altar. Get jealousy out of your life. Get it on the altar. Get doubts and fears out of your life. Get it on the altar, and look, God, answer it. So, my question to you today, and I'm about to close because God is about to release something in this place right now. There is what's called a, the law of sacrifice. In fact, musicians come. I have more, but I don't want to. This is it. The law of sacrifice that says you cannot get something you want without giving something in return. In order to attain something you believe is of greater value, you must give up something you believe is of lesser value. The example I use is if you have a dollar in your pocket and somebody's selling a cheeseburger for a dollar. If you've not eaten today, and you're hungry, you probably value that cheeseburger so you're willing to give up that dollar to get the cheeseburger. But if you've just walked out of the restaurant, you don't want that cheeseburger, so you value that dollar more than a cheeseburger. Does that make sense to you guys? The question I have on my heart, and God is really trying to get, get you all to understand, what do you have in your life that you value more than what God has for you? Some of y'all have been living with jealousy too long. But God give you peace if you give him the jealousy. Some of you are living with drama. God to give you peace if you just lay it out at the altar and let him take it. You're tired of the sin? God will give you salvation. You just got to lay your sin on the altar. If you want to live a life of sin, go on. God bless you. I pray for you. But if you're tired of the life you're living and you're tired of sin and the weight of sin and the weight of the destruction of sin in your life, the best thing and the only thing you can do to get get rid of it is to sacrifice it on the altar. Let God answer it with his fire. Take it from you because then he can fill that void of sin with his love and salvation. To my baptized Holy Ghost filled, born again, believing in the power and the anointing of the name of Jesus, I'm talking to you too. What do you have in your life? that you need to get rid of that you're not willing to let go of you're hindering your blessings from God because you're allowing fears and doubts you're allowing anger and frustration to settle in and all you got to do is take it to an altar and leave it there and allow God to 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 take it get rid of it for you because he'll he won't leave you empty if you give him sin he'll give you his salvation Give him him your pain, and he'll give you his peace. Give him your hurts, and he'll give you healings. Give him your brokenness, and he'll give you restoration. Give him sin for salvation, troubles for victories. It never failed that every time a spotless sacrifice was given, God answered back. Every time a spotless sacrifice was given, God answered. What is a spotless sacrifice? What is a perfect sacrifice? Anything you sacrifice to God, no matter how messed up it is. So by the mercies and grace of God, you need to search your hearts right now. You need to search your life right now. And I'm speaking to Pastor, Brother Thomas, to the visitors. Maybe you've never been in church. I apologize. I don't know who. But you've got to ask yourself, what can I get rid of? No, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. What do I need to get rid of? What am I holding on to? What do I value more than God? Is your ideology, is your thought process on how things need to be? Is your frustrations, is your worries, your doubts, your fears, so, so much better than what God can give you? He is not the author of confusion. He does not give you bad things. So if you you wrestle at night, and you can't sleep because you've got so many things running through your minds and, and so many worries and frets running through your minds that you stay up every night and you, you can't get rest in your body. Maybe you just need to say, God, take the chaos of my mind. And, and maybe, just maybe, God answers you. when tonight you go home and have the best sleep of your life. Maybe you get over some of the chaos that you've been living with for so long. The woman with the issue of blood was 12 years. She got in in touch the hem of Jesus' garment, and she was changed forever. One trip to an altar can change your life forever. If you're tired of your sin, come to an altar and repent of your sins today. Be baptized in the name of Jesus, the Bible way, and receive the Holy Ghost. But from pastor, bishop, elders on down, this altar is not a sacrificial place just for, for visitors and sinners. It's for you and I. What are we dealing with every day, every week, every month that when you walk in the house of God, your first thought is not God. It's something else. If you walk into church and you're, oh, I can't wait to get out of church because I got to go do this, got to go do that. That's something you need to sacrifice. If you woke up this morning and you're like, oh, I just... My mind's weary. My body's weary. I don't even want to go to church, but I don't want people asking where I was. That's the stuff you need to sacrifice. And maybe next Sunday you wake up with just a peace about you that you wake up Sunday morning saying, I can't wait to get in the house of God. Have God search your heart as day As I open up these altars, I'm not, don't come up here. We may not have anybody, and I'm fine with that. I'm not here. You don't want to sacrifice anything? Do not come up to this altar. If I'm wrong, Pastor will tell me. I only want you up here if you've got something you need to sacrifice and let God answer. Nobody's going to talk about you sitting in your seat. But today, this is a place for sacrifice, not a place of standings. As they lead us in worship, I open up these altars right now, but you've got to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice to get to God? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? Every, all every, It doesn't matter how bad it is. I don't care what sins you have. It doesn't matter what worries you have. You can walk up here and say, God, I don't even believe in you. I need to know you are real. And God will answer that prayer and answer that sacrifice. But you've got to be willing to sacrifice something to get what God has for you. over praying but you got to listen to but what are you willing to give up some of it's fear some of it's doubt some of it's your own mind get out of your mind and let God have it maybe you don't believe this thing we call church but let God have it maybe God is speaking things you don't want to hear let God have it and let God speak to it take you down the wrong a different path but when you follow God he'll never take you down the wrong path. Not my will but thy will be done Jesus. Speak to us Jesus. Speak to the saints and elders, Jesus. Speak to the youth group, Jesus. Speak to the visitors, Jesus. Receive them, oh God, as they, they lay a sacrifice down, as they're willing to give. Receive it. As they come to you like Elijah did, they come to you seeking to show that you are God. Receive them today, God. give myself away